Right today, we're going to take up where we left off a couple of weeks ago. Uh, for several weeks, actually four or five weeks, we've been talking about the biblical man and prayer. And, and for those several weeks, we've been looking at uh, why we should pray, uh, what result we have when we pray. And then we've spent a few weeks looking at uh, Jesus' model prayer in Matthew chapter 6. Now remember Jesus is saying there in Matthew chapter 6, not to pray this prayer. And I think sometimes we've taken that prayer and said, you know what, we'll just repeat that prayer, we'll recite that prayer. That's not what he's saying. He's actually saying uh, this is not a prayer to recite, but it is a model for you in prayer. And he's instructing us in that model. In verse 9 it says, pray in this way. And so again we come and we understand this is Jesus telling us this is our model in prayer. Now think about that for just a second. How tremendous it is that Jesus teaches us how to pray. Jesus himself models for us how to pray. And you think, man, if anybody could teach me to pray, uh, maybe this great prayer warrior, maybe this pastor somewhere, maybe, maybe somebody else. But Jesus himself says, you know what, this is the model for you in prayer. So he's the one instructing us. This, this is what our prayer ought to look like. This is what our prayer ought to entail. And so our model comes from him. Now let me just say this, and I, I truly believe this. Uh, we do not fully realize, I do not think, the power that we have available to us in prayer. I do not think we realize the resources that we have available in prayer. And I do not think we really realize the opportunity that we have as a Christian to go to God in prayer. Because if we did understand the power that we have in prayer, the resource, all, all things at His control, all things at, at His disposal for us, the opportunity to speak to our Creator God, if we truly believe that, uh, we would be consumed as individuals and as churches with prayer. We would be a praying people. Well, in that mindset, again, we're going to see what Jesus says as He teaches us to pray. Now, we're going to pick up in verse 11, really, uh, our whole message today comes from that one line in verse 11, but I'm going to read verses 6 through 10, uh, the, the model prayer again together to set the context before we head to verse 11. It says this, and again, Jesus is speaking. He says, But you, when you pray, go into your inner room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you are praying, do not use meaningless repetition as the Gentiles do, the pagans, for they suppose that for their many words they will be heard. So do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Verse 9, pray then in this way, Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed, honored be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And that brings us to the 11th verse that we're going to look at today. Give us this day our daily bread. Some big stuff that we get here really in this one little verse here in verse 11. Uh, some of the things come out of the context and, and, and we, want, we want to be sure and see those things. Uh, notice this first off out of the context. As Christians... We pray about our needs. For sure, as Christians, we're to pray about our needs. Jesus says here, in fact, he shows us here, that as Christians, we are absolutely to pray about our needs. But notice here in the context, when 
Jesus prays about individual needs. Notice there, it is after he has acknowledged God as the Father. And that's in verse 9. Uh, he, he prays for his individual needs after he's acknowledged. You know what? God is our Father. It's after he has worshipped God as our Creator uh, who is reigning in heaven. He says, you know what? He, he's in heaven. And so that, in verse 9, he says, He is our Father. That's the position he has. He is in heaven. He's our Creator God. Uh, it's after he has honored him and praised him. The, the last of verse 9. Uh, honored be his name. Exalted, praised, worshipped be his name. And then in the next verse, uh, it's after he uh, had sought and submitted to his will. And so as we model that prayer, after we seek his will, we desire his will, we submit to his will, that happens in verse 10. Then we come to verse 11, and then and only then do we pray for our needs. Do you see that? He worships. He names who God is. He gives him his rightful place. He submits to his will. He seeks his will. And then and only then does he begin to petition him for individual needs. What that means is this. Be sure and get this. In prayer, the focus is not our need. In prayer, the focus is God. And that's what we pull out of that context. Now, uh, I don't know that that's really how we pray. Really, is that how you pray? Is that really what we do? Most of the time we come and we want to talk about our need. And we come in very quickly and we, and dear Heavenly Father, and then we start to unleash our list of needs. We understand it and we see it from the context. In prayer, the focus is not the need. The focus is on God. Then it says, give us this day our daily Bread. Now, I want us to see a couple things from here. First is this. Now, be sure and get this today. First is this. God is our provider. Give us this day our daily bread. The first thing we take away is this. God is our provider. It is not us. It is not our strength. It is not our willpower. Uh, it's not our intellect. Uh, we're not going to go out and say, you know what, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to build this, and I'm going to take care of these things, and I will serve as my provider. Uh, it's not somebody else. Uh, somebody else is not your provider. The politicians, they're not our provider. The government, they're not our provider. God is our sustainer and our provider. Think about that for just a second. We say that, but really don't we think the opposite? You know what, I, I, I'll do this. And I'm smart enough, and I'm tough enough, and I'll build my empire. We say God is our provider, but then we set our focus on providing for ourselves. Let me ask you to think about a couple things today. Have you ever worked hard and yet ended up in a jam anyway? That ever happened to anybody? You ever made the right decisions, and I, and I mean done the right things, and yet things didn't work out? that ever happened to you? I, I did the right things and I, I made the right decisions and yet at the end the thing didn't work out. Have you ever lost a job that you were a good employee? You know, sometimes some people need to lose a job. But you know what? You do something and you're there and you're honest and you're dependable. And for whatever reason, you lose your job. Think about a farmer. Farmer comes. You ever seen a farmer and they work and they're committed and they do the right things and they're in the right time when they do those things. And then something like an, an early freeze. 
It doesn't rain. And they end up in a jam. Listen to me today. Be sure to understand this. God is our provider. God is our sustainer. And we're to look to him as such. Secular humanism says this. And that's, that's the thought that, that's taken over our, our nation. Really the Western world. Uh, secular humanism. Secular humanism says God is a crutch. God is a superstition. God is a weakness. But the biblical truth is this. God is our provider. And I'll just tell you, it's an act of worship. And it's an act of submission to acknowledge God as our provider. Best thing that could happen to you in your home as, as a man is for you to say, you know what? We understand in this household, God is our provider. Best thing that could happen in, in our churches today is for people to quit trying to steer the thing and to craft the thing and understand, you know what? God is our provider. And this is very timely. The best thing that could happen in our nation today is if we drop all of our protest signs and we drop all of our political signs and we would get on our knees and we would submit to God, He is our provider. So that's the first thing we see today. God is our provider. Second thing we see, and this just gets, this gets more awesome every point. Second thing we see is this. He is our provider. You trust Him. You acknowledge Him as your provider. Second thing is this. God's provision is daily. God's provision is daily. Notice the verse says, give us this day. This day. Our daily bread. Philippians chapter 14 verse 9 says, God will provide, He'll supply all of our needs. Now, now think about that for just a second. Not just the big things. Sometimes I think, well, I, I need a big thing. I'll go there for that. Not just the long-term things. I, I want to see my kids do this over time or I want to see my business do this over time. No, our daily existence is grounded in Him. Our daily existence rests with Him. Think about this. Last week's provision, however much that it was, however awesome that it was, and you may look back and say, man, last week was awesome. I was eating T-bone steaks last week. Last week's provision means nothing if you're doing without today. Doesn't matter about the T-bone last week if you're starving to death today. Second part of that is this. You know what? Next week's provision means nothing if you're without today. If you're sitting here today and you haven't eaten in a few days and you're sitting here and there's, there's no supply for you today, it doesn't help for me to tell you next Thursday we're all going to go to the Olive Garden. Next week's provision means nothing if you're doing without today. The truth is this. Jesus is showing you this. God's provision is daily. Now, why is that a big deal? I hope I can get this point across. Why is that a big deal? Listen to me. He is training us through this that our walk is daily. That we are to seek Him daily. That we are to rely on Him daily. That we're to put our trust in Him in this day. And that's what God is saying here. Walk with me today. Walk with me today. Trust me today. His provision is daily. He's training us. Third thing is this. 
First, He is our provider. We worship Him by acknowledging. You know, anything we have is going to come from Him. Any hope we have is going to come from Him. He is our provider. Second thing, His provision is daily. He wants us to trust Him today and rely on Him today. Third thing is this, His provision is sufficient. His provision, and it's hard for us to understand this, is sufficient. Give us this day our daily bread. What that means is this. He gives us what we need. And what He gives us is sufficient. Do you understand that? He gives us what we need and what He, and what he gives us is enough. Here, here in the model prayer, Jesus prays for bread. That's, that's very telling here. Now, the bread probably represents a meal. He's saying, you know what, give us our food for today. Give us the meal for today. And I, I think about that for just a second. Of all the things that Jesus could have prayed for. Here's the King of kings, the Lord of lords. Uh, here he is, the Son of God. Here he is. He hasn't sinned. He hasn't ever sinned. And he could pray for anything that he wants to pray for. And he prays for the thing that would sustain him this day. He prays not for a bank full, not for a retirement full, not for a garage full, not for a house full. He prays just for a plate full. He says, give us, give us enough, and, and, and what you give us is going to be sufficient. Listen to Matthew chapter 6, tail end of the chapter, Matthew chapter 6. Verses 31 through 34. Now Jesus is speaking here again, still the Sermon on the Mount. And he says this, And do not worry, do not worry, saying, What will we eat, or what will we drink, or what will we wear for clothing? For the Gentiles eagerly seek all those things, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But us, verse 33, But seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Verse 34, we ought, to, we ought to make a bumper sticker out of this. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will care for itself. Each day has trouble enough of its own. Listen to me, get this today from this set of verses. The truth is this, God is saying this. The point is not the provision, the point is the provider. The point is not the supply. The point is the supplier. The point is not to get what we want, but the point is that we would want the one that gives. And that's called worship. And it is to be daily. Our God is sufficient. What He gives us is sufficient. I want to tell you, I don't know what you're doing when you come in today. I don't know what you're facing I don't know what you've just walked through. I don't know where you're getting to go from here. I don't know what's going on in your life and in your, in your relationships and in your home. I don't know what it is that you're, that you're facing, but the truth of the verse is this. God is with us daily. He absolutely is our provider, and He is sufficient. We can stand up and we can walk out of here and say, you know what? I don't know what happens next. I, I'm not sure where we go from here. I, I didn't expect all this to, to be where I'm at today. But you know what? I serve a living God and He loves me and He is our provider and He is absolutely sufficient. He is enough. Glad you're here today. Let me lead us in a word of prayer and we'll be dismissed. I'm going to ask if you'll stand, please.
Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come and I'm thankful for you. And I'm thankful for the reminder of your word. And we could have come in here today and we could have talked about garbage. We could have come in here and talked about things that didn't matter. We could have come in here and talked about things that, that maybe we would think would make us a better man in the eyes of the world. But I'm thankful that we have the word of God to teach us and to train us. I come today and I'm thankful that in the word of God you've revealed to us you alone are our provider. That you are with us daily and your provision is daily. Not going to leave us, not going to forsake us. But also that your provision is enough. It is sufficient. I come today and I, I see across this room all sorts of things going on. You know each need. You know each concern. I pray that we would know our answer is in you. Our hope is in you. Our provision is in you and it's going to be enough. Pray that we would be encouraged today, that we would be strengthened today, that our focus would be renewed today. And I pray as we roll out of here today that we would be men that would stand upon the truth of God's Word, knowing that you're going to give us enough, that you are enough. We love you, we thank you, and I pray in Jesus' name, amen.